And I feel uh, like the movies are having a renaissance. Okay. No, nope. I'm looking at you. I'm like trying to throw to you and you're like, nope. I, I got nothing. Welcome to another episode of The Inciting Event. I am your slightly caffeinated host, Zachary Steele, and on this episode, I'm pleased to be able to sit down and talk with good friend Russ Marshallick, who once upon in the olden days worked with me in a bookstore owned called Wordsmith Books. So we're going to revisit some of those memories. We're going to talk about what Russ has been doing since then, and who knows what else, but uh, it'll be great to talk to him. So let's get this thing rolling. How the hell are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I kept on like trying to send myself notes for interesting things to say on this <laughs> and nothing, I, fe I felt like nothing could possibly be as interesting as what could potentially come up. So I like, I gave up. That's, like, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's sort of the experimental part of this is like, I mean, with, with people like you or some, some of the other people I've done this with is like, I know you well enough. It's like, whatever, we'll figure it out. It doesn't really matter. But you know, I kind of want it to be conversational and not really know where we're going to end up. And if it sucks, so what? I don't really care. You know, it's just like, I just want, I just want to have fun doing something. I appreciate that. I'm like staring at the Pusheen card to, to... No, this is Sadie's drawing for my birthday. That's not, that's not like a... That's, no, Sadie, wow. Sa Sadie did this, like all well, the drawings. That's incredible. Because this is just cardstock. That's amazing. That I, know, I, I right? seriously thought that was like. And then and then she did and then she did this for Father's Day. See Aww. see the see the depth on these things. Like, yeah, that's really... amazing. Oh, and mm -hmm. and and I noticed the baseball. That's yeah, a yeah, baseball, she, right? She knows me well. <laughs> <laughs> she hit it into fourth field with that one. <laughs> yeah, that picture comes up on my Facebook so many times, and I'm always oh, does just like, this one needs to go away. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, oh God. Um. So, like, basically, we're just going. There is uh -huh. no start. There's no intro okay. or anything. So okay. you're already you're already rolling here. Um. And, oh wow. Uh, yeah. No, wow, I don't know. I'm just so... I'm just making this up. Hi. As I go what's along. up? Uh, what's up, podcasters? Uh, my name is Russ, uh, and I am coming to you live from upstate New York. Where we have really not much fucking anything. <laughs> apparently, all. apparently the air at quality all. is really bad. I can't even see behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah. that's cool. That's so, cool. Where, where is? Wait, where are you? Where are you now? Is okay, that upstate? So we so are moved you... to. Yeah, we moved uh, in 2021 to Athens, New York which is about 15 minutes outside of Hudson, um, which is the biggest like landmark I can give, given that I still don't really know my way around. Um, mm -hmm. Albany is like 45 minutes, which has the airport. Uh, Hudson has a train station and we have a car and that's basically. I, I, don't, I don't know if you remember this from your days in Georgia, but there is an Athens and Albany there. So I, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe you just missed Georgia. It's funny that you mentioned that. Because when there was a, a period like 10 years ago where I was 
in customs detention in Heathrow Airport and the and because I lived in uh, New York, she, the woman who had us in detention found the need to tell me all of the places in America that were named after places in in England and all of the places in America that were named after other places in America. So I do know that. I do know <laughs> okay. that. Okay. I do okay. know that just so that you know. Uh, okay. Well, I just didn't know if we needed to have a geography lesson to, to jog the memory or anything. I but... mean, yes, I do. I went to school in Marietta. I do need a geography I, lesson. Very I'm sorry. Badly. You went to school. You went to school where? Marietta. 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 Yeah. I hear they have a big chicken there. <laughs> Is it still there? Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> will it, will it ever go away? No. I don't know. No. I mean, unless it's, unless, unless it had been draped in a Confederate flag, that thing is going to last forever. Did, and actually did, it, it might still, it might still even. I think it, yeah, no, I don't think it's going anywhere. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> to know that. I'm glad to know that there's like one thing that I, I still remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of remembering, uh, we decided we were going to talk about some little bookstore, um, something called Wordsmith's Books. Yeah, which, is, is is that still there? It's um, <laughs> uh, I don't. It's um, best times. You remember? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or oh, or, or the or the, yeah, it's still the same thing. It's it's okay. still that weird store that had everything from hairnet to pizza. Um, That's weird. Yeah, and they um they they covered up half of the store. You know, not store, but the other part of it that was Jenny's ice cream now, and um and those people of course closed the vault. That sucks. So that that wonderful vault from the bank that was there before us, yeah, uh, yeah, they closed the vault so you can never get into it again. That sucks. That that vault was a treasure. No pun intended. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, no, that was that was um. It's funny because you know we're, yeah. What I'm sorry, I have to do math now. Almost 15 years since that. Next year will be 15 years since that thing closed. 15 and, years. Yeah, 15 years since that closed. 15 years since you were just a pedestrian little program director at a bookstore. <laughs> I cannot believe that it has been 15 years. That mm -hmm. feels, I am not making this up for the podcast. That feels fucking wild to me. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I uh, I remember on, on, on the socials, I, I would do like this annual sort of, oh, whoa, the store was gone this many years and this many years. I think I stopped at like eight because I was like, this is getting kind of depressing because the number is getting bigger. <laughs> and uh, I haven't revisited it since then. But I still see pictures of that store. The the, the second one, because it's important yeah. for those who didn't know to, to realize that they had to move the store before the first year. Um, but that second one in the in the bank was like the layout and everything. It was the, it was the best one. Um, yeah, and, it, was, uh, it was. I mean, you know, it was special. Yeah, but um, but no, I still have um here. Hold on. I can do things like this. Look, look at what oh, I got. Oh yes. Yeah, I've got uh, what is the one hand loves the other? Uh, Draco and the Malfoys. I still have all the music over there, because because you were you were something that uh, bookstores didn't usually have, which was a person who not only brought authors but you brought music. Um, you you got to laugh at all of the people I didn't know. And um, and then and then have people on the stage that other people would eventually know, like St. Vincent. I was just talking to my wife about that. I was like, I found the 
I think maybe you showed it to me or I found it, but I recently found the horrendous flyer for the first St. Vincent show for her first album that was literally just like the wordsmith's like thing with like a yeah. square picture of her that just said like St. Vincent. And I was like, flyer, here we go. <laughs> <Ta -da. laughs> This is my graphic design. I'm like, yeah, I can do flyers. I can do everything. But the, the I mean, it's thing... just put, it's just putting squares on a page. That's all <laughs> it is. Putting, it's just putting squares. I can do this in MS Word. Um, <laughs> but the thing was, I feel like it was be it was kind of like, is it a butter? It's not a butterfly. Maybe it's a bee or something where like it's so big that it is incapable of flying, but it doesn't know. Like it's it's oh, it's the bum it's, it's the bumblebee. My mom yes. used to say that because that's what we are. We're bumblebees. We have no idea. Yeah. We're not supposed to be able to fly. So yeah, yeah that, that's how I feel about those days is like, nobody told me I couldn't do it. So why not? <laughs> well, I was, most importantly, I wasn't telling you you couldn't do it. No, so. <laughs> you were just like, go fuck it, go for it, go run that's, for it. I, I feel like there was a lot of, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Okay, especially whatever. early, yeah, no, especially early in the morning. <laughs> yeah especially, that's true that's true especially early um, in the morning. yeah i am not a morning person i am still not a morning person interesting yeah. i have become i started to become less of a morning person and then we got a dog and it tipped back well you kind of have to be a morning person with a dog because a dog is perpetually a morning person oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah and like he 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 is up at six and ready to go and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna keep this as a personality trait yeah Oh jeez. Uh no, we did you did um you did a lot of cool things there though. I mean, I I, I feel like I can compliment you now because we're so far away from yes, it. Yes. I appreciate I did, that. I, I did it just took 15 years to get here. <laughs> Russ, you did a great job. Thank you. I think we did I, I think we did something that was really special and unique. And I see a lot of I follow a lot of places on Instagram that I feel like are spiritual successors to what we were moving towards. And I think a lot of them are in much smaller towns. Mm -hmm. um, there's a bookstore called Stories uh, that's in downtown Catskill that I see a lot of wordsmiths in. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's cool to kind of feel like that whether anybody, that whether we influenced anybody or not, like directly, I think that we were putting some good stuff into the world. And oh, yeah. I still, yeah. and the people that um, I met, and like, I still follow on Instagram, and I still feel like are my weird internet friends. I keep all my friends in the internet. It's much safer that way. <laughs> That's a lot less conversation, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. No, I mean, you know, the, you did, you brought the music in there and then, and then you did the thing. I'd never even heard of it, even as much of a Harry Potter fan as I was. I didn't know there was such a thing as wizard rock. And then suddenly there's these weirdos on our stage that are, you know, doing these awesome songs that, uh, that really did kick it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, we had, you had a whole day of wizard rock where I, I can't remember all the band names. I just remember Drake going out. Just play. grab any grab any potter yes. name and you're going to be able <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be able to make something yeah something um the remus lupins the remus lupins they that was one the, of them they were my favorite because yeah. they sounded like like early u2 like the uh -huh. lead singer like had this thing when they were doing the like um the like we'll miss you cedric or whatever and like uh -huh. he just like he like he brought his acoustic guitar out and just like walked into the middle of this of the i was like Oh wait, this that was dude. the dude with the the hat and the tie, right? Yep. 
Yep. Yes, yep. I I remember. Okay, yeah, now I remember him. Okay. I was um, like, that dude's yeah. got charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that he had a swarm of people in that store. Yeah. Just, they were well, they were all females as it happened. Um, all following him through the store. No, I remember that. That was pretty cool. Um, but uh, but you did Wizard Rock. I think I think you were the one that came up with the idea of honoring that horrible book Twilight with a prom. Yeah. Um, yeah, which yeah. was fun. People people had a blast. Had my friend Jim come in and play chess with people. He tried to look cool with sunglasses. It didn't work. Um, but, <laughs> Yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. It's weird. Um, I feel like tw I still to this day haven't seen all the movies, and I feel uh, like the movies are having a renaissance. Okay. No, nope, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to throw to you, and you're like, nope. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Like, no, no. I look. I try. I watched them. Okay, I watched. Okay, the so you've seen them. I have seen all of them. It took everything within me to actually make it through all of them. Um, I only made it in the books. I only made it through like 50 pages of New Moon and I was done. I was just like, okay, I did one book and 50 pages. I have done my time. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I did have fun at the prom. The prom was fun. The prom was a lot of fun. Um, I am. I'm glad we got to do that. There, the the picture of Lucy and I from that prom still surfaces every so often, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have you to thank for that because it's the only prom I've ever been to. So. Same. I've never yeah. been to a prom either. So that's it. That's <laughs> the only proms either of us have had. I think when I was in eighth grade, I went to one dance. And no, I know this isn't the thing. I know I went to one dance in eighth grade and I got there and I remember a Lionel Richie song playing and this girl who I had zero interest in whatsoever came over to me and asked me if I wanted to dance. And I said, um, no. And then I left and I had never, I never went to a dance again after that. And I felt horrible because that was just a cruel to do to somebody who had been brave enough to come ask if I wanted to dance. That was, I was a terror. I mean, I was, I was such, I was such a terrible, terribly socially awkward kid. I, uh, that's I, incredible when when you I hear mean, stories of when you hear stories about like young boys saying oh i feel like girls are another species i literally was that kid i i could not function in in, in around girls i mean but to be fair you answered honestly i did answer honestly i did not leave her hanging i did not say i'm gonna go get a soda i'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> and just take off as the um, kids say today you, you did not ghost her. I did not ghost her. <laughs> I gave it to her straight. I actually I don't know what they would say. Huh? Is I don't know. Anyway, I feel like if I say anything, I'm going to date myself here. So <laughs> I'll just leave it alone. I, 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 you may not have picked up on this in our years, but I, have, I'm not a cool person. I never could have told you that. No, <laughs> you never, never could have. Told you, that. Never. you never could have told no. me that. No, no, you might have noticed, but you could not have. Told <laughs> <me>. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um, I, I still tell a lot of stories though, from, from those days from like Amy Sedaris and, uh, That's the another rabbit one book. that we were just talking about. Yeah. And, and her sending the, the book on uh, care for rabbits afterward, um, Stuart Woods and his, um, four man army that he needs to have at the table to, <laughs> for signings. Is, okay. This is, this, this might not be like a prurient question, but is he still alive? I think so. I think so. Um, I, I I I admittedly haven't kept up with it, and and to be honest, I think 
like he and James Patterson are kind of in the same boat. They could actually die and nobody tells anybody and the books just keep coming out and, and nobody, yeah. will, nobody will be the wiser. It'll be like no you know, 50 years have... down the line, 50 years down the line and people go, really? They're still writing books. Good for them. Yeah. Like, congratulations. That's, that's, that's like great for you. Um, yeah. Same plot. Uh yeah, um, the Amy Sedaris thing is something that I talk to people about a lot because I feel like even the level of celebrity that she has now, like she was, she was famous. She was very mm -hmm. famous when we got her. And then the level of fame that she has now is just unparalleled. Like mm -hmm. she was, she's friends with Baby Yoda. Like she has met Baby Yoda. This is, and that, this is true. This is true. That Like the fact that she has met Baby Yoda is like, I don't know how much more famous you can get. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the two people who really know Baby Yoda the best are incredibly famous. You know, on one hand, you have Amy Sedaris, and then on the other hand, you have, you know, Pedro, who is the dancing king on internet memes. So, you know, I mean, it's, I love him. Uh, I love both it's... of them so much. He's <laughs> uh, actually, did you see, speaking of him, um, did you see um, The Last of Us? I did. That was fantastic. That was, it was much, I played the, so I played the first video game. I'm a gamer now. This, this oh, is, are you? When, did yeah. you have, wow, you've really upped your game. I have, oh, um, uh, but yeah, I played the game and I didn't really get into it, but the TV show was fantastic. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, all right, so I, I know there's like all this, this wordsmith stuff that we can talk about and probably we'll end up like with like little code word things like open mic um you know that, yeah. that you know make you laugh but nobody else like what are you talking about i mean yeah. it's open mic um but i also want i also want i also do want to know what's going on with that um that thing you do that you call music uh that thing i do i call music that's an interesting question um that's a wonderful question mike um, thank you that's <laughs> it's the one that i had planned <laughs> so a couple of things actually um my like dark wave, my like dark electronic band, uh, plays both wonderful and strange. We are getting, we're we're back together after a five year hiatus. Uh, mm -hmm. We are recording music. Uh, now, did you have, did you have a did you have a reunion special first? Because you know you're supposed to do that before you do the reboot. I know we should have we should have figured out a way to like monetize that, but we <laughs> I, I I was just, I, it was weird. I was like, huh, we could probably take a way to do where we make a lot of money and then never make any art but i would rather make the art so that's kind of where we're at but um yeah we, we actually had the first rehearsal uh in five years last weekend and it was really good and i remember at one point kind of being like oh yeah this is supposed to be fun mm -hmm. and i'm sure that like as an artist you also have had the experience of being like oh yeah that's right this can be enjoyable yeah wait or or the opposite of like oh wait i really don't want to do this you know yeah. kind of thing yes yeah. i i know exactly what you're talking about yeah the oh wait i don't really want to do this was like five years ago we were doing a lot of shows and i was incredibly stressed out with my day job and i got to a point where i sort of felt like it was very um sort of like beating my head against a wall and mm. i sat down with my bandmate and i was like i'm not having any fun and she was like, I'm really not either. And so we kind of, we didn't break up so much as just say, we're not going to do any, anything live anymore. And then we just kind of stopped making songs. And then at the, or like around the same time, 
my wife who also is a musician sort of like we we all kind of like moved away from making music at the same time and it just feels like everybody's kind of moving back in that direction now so mm. it's i i think it's a good year for that okay cool that well i mean so what's the plan um i i i always have difficulty classifying this music so yeah. dark would do that again dark what do you call it dark wave so like dark electronic music okay all right all right so it's like not emo electronic music it's dark Electronic. It's dark. It's it's like goth electronic music, basically. Goth. It's goth. 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 goth electronic. Goth. Goth. Gothiconic. Okay, go. Gothiconic. Okay. That's hard to say. Um, <laughs> but so 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 the plan is we're working on a record. Um, I would like to say that it'll be out this year. Um, and we're gonna do a couple of shows and just kind of when when you know this this album is happening because we started it before covid and shelved it and it still just needs to happen like it keep it kept poking at me and saying like this these songs need to come out so once this this comes out we'll see if there's anything else but i as of right now the focus is kind of on like this album has hung around for over five years and needs to happen. And this is going to be like those songs as they are now. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so your, your stuff is available all over the place, right? Most yeah. importantly on Spotify. I see Spotify title, Apple music, Bandcamp, anywhere you want to go. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Sorry. I was tempted to just like start playing one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, do not make me listen to my own music. <laughs> oh, come on. No. I was just joking. That's kind of like me listening to these podcasts. I'm like, nope, that one's <laughs> done. I'll never hear it. I will never hear it. Never, never again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do I say uh so many times? Um uh, yeah, there we <laughs> go. Um I was doing this thing, uh the the last one, uh, which was with uh Anthony Laura and some actors for his play that he has coming up. And for some odd reason, every time I started a question, I would start it with, I'm curious. And it was about the 12th or 14th time that I said that, that I was like, my God, I say curious a lot. It's, it's a, I, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like I have conversational things like that, but they change. Like, I think when I was at the bookstore, I used to say regardless a lot. There was something that I used to say all the time that you would like poke at me for. And <laughs> I got like very I mean, sensitive about it. And then it changed. I don't, it I don't, I don't yeah, I don't know what it is, but yes, there was um, probably all the time. <laughs> like for example, how's the painting career? Have you, oh have you been able God. to, have you been able to paint any rooms since the Smurf I incident? I thought about that. I thought blended, about that. The, the blended Smurf incident? Yeah, so I got to paint my own office and it was a disaster <laughs> like i let me let me work to get a visual here real quick you know um, yeah but yeah no i remember that because i you went back there and you had, you had the office way back in the back of the store you picked out your own color and you went back there and painted it <laughs> just for a while I was like what the hell happened in here <laughs> it I, was um, like yeah street streaks <laughs> of blue and and like it's not even fully covered and like corners smudged I, and I yeah. I have never you're, painted anything since then. Your strength of art is in music, my son. Yeah, it no, is, it's not. It's not it in painting. Not in, it is not in painting. <laughs> oh my god. No, that's funny. 
I um I, I don't know if you because you know you you live in the other state that has an Athens and Albany, but I don't know if you ever um, online encounter people talking about the bookstore. But I still to this day actually have people who will stop me and talk about how much they love that store and all the events that we did and um you know they they remember it very fondly, which is really cool for you know a story that barely made it two years um, to have left that kind of mark. So we just, we just cursed the economy or, you know, all the bad choices I made. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I think that, um, I think that hindsight kind of shows that we really were onto something. And there's something that I think about a lot, which is that it's, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more commonplace now as an environment, like we were trying to create it smiths to be able to say something like hey we need assistance we need you to shop here instead of a big box store here's the mm -hmm. situation like i see a lot of businesses that are local and bringing sort of a community environment to their neighborhood that are able to say like hey here's the situation and in 2008 2009 that simply wasn't the case like mm -hmm. there was businesses and then there was private individuals and it didn't really seem like it was possible for a business owner to not only be a business owner, but also an individual who was being part of a community. And mm -hmm. it just, I feel like, um, I feel like today, I'm not saying that I want to go up in a bookstore because I do not, that is not, <laughs> but I think that, um, I, I just, I, I think that we were on the right track. I think that we might've just been a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I, the community thing of it is something that was I I thought we we really tapped into well, and it's really interesting because um, without getting into specifics, though you probably yeah. know what I'm talking about there there were things that we did that upset some people. Um, whereas the, the the broader community was like, yeah, 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 we'll we'll yeah. gladly help you any way we can. Um, but we we were open and honest with the community, and we like you said, we we said what we needed, and and here's the realities of a bookstore kind of thing. Um, it's funny because especially during the pandemic, uh, I saw a lot of that. I saw I saw so yeah. many people yeah. who who leaned on the community for assistance and and I don't, you know, shopping, promotion, donations, whatever it happens yeah. to be. Um, and and I, I thought about that and I thought, yeah, I mean, this is stuff we were doing 12 years ago and yeah. um, and people were responding well to it. And I think if we had had the opportunity that um, that it really would have built something. Um, but, you know you fly too close to the sun <laughs> I fly to, to, to bumblebees <laughs> but anyway um but no it was it was a good time and uh, it's interesting because you know I'm still connected with uh, everybody that was there that worked there and um following everybody I feel it, like even though the the bookstore closed and that was a bummer everybody kind of moved on to the next phase of their life and and to some degree or another have have thrived there i mean you know you took off to new york after that and started doing various events and stuff like that leading into the, the music that you make um and personally you know you've you've had good additions to your life yeah. <laughs> including a wife that you know that you were able to get to but um but i don't know i feel i feel like we we had the time that we should have had and did some good things and um I, I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wish it could have lasted. And I'm also grateful for what it was. 
I think years, I, th I, I basically think like hindsight has made it able to, has made us able to like look back and say it was fun and it was great while it lasted, but it definitely, it ended. And like you said, I think that everybody kind of had some, had some closure there, be it like some, some long-term stuff drawn out or like, you know, immediately able to turn on the dime and do something else. I wouldn't be here if that hadn't happened. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't have said like, I think that, that I need to go here, like move to New York. And it was, you know, it was the work that I was doing while I was there that gave me the drive to say like, I think I can do this because yeah. I was able to pull this off in Atlanta and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about here in Atlanta. Like I say, a, <laughs> like I say, a, like I say a book or a, or a musician and everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. So I think that, I think I might be able to do this. And then, you know, lo and behold, I stepped out of books altogether because Random House pays their, their, and their starting salary, like at $21,000 a year. And I simply could not survive on that. But, um, <laughs> right. you know, so, so, but I'm very grateful for the work that I got to do and the people who I got to meet. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the book publicists, like there's one who, who I won't name, who, you know, exactly who I mean, um, who a certain friend of ours mentioned all the time, who I'm mm -hmm. still friends with on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, this person is now a cruise director. And so it's just <laughs> cool to see like where everybody is like 15 years later. I know. Right. Um, yeah. There's lots of little connections that, that were, were made through that, that, um, I kind of, I kind of like, I wish there were people like we could have like guest appearance and no, you're not going to yeah. know who I got this time or us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and one of which I wouldn't spawn on you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, we, we had, it was, it was fun and, and I really enjoyed it. And, and, you know, it was, it was a dream that I had to, to have the bookstore. And I feel like we, we worked the vision really well, but I honestly don't think it would have been anywhere near what it was if you hadn't been doing the work that you did so you. well i mean you're welcome but i mean you know and again apologies for never <laughs> saying that before but it's true um you know because uh, you know putting a bookstore together is just putting a bookstore together it's it's ambiance and books is all it is uh, but being able to do something that reaches out beyond that and, and offers platform for more than just local authors who want to pitch their books um and you know you got you got big names. I mean, shit, you had uh, Richard Blaze on on stage, <laughs> I uh, like see, like yeah. after his yeah. first after his first Top Chef, yeah, um, right. So before before he literally blew up. Um, yeah. Now that he's you know ripping shirts, uh, but um, God, who else was there? Um, Christopher Moore twice. I was gonna um, say Christopher Moore. Yeah, Christopher Moore twice. Um, but we had the that one week in september of 2008 which was i don't remember what we called it if we called it the week from hell or what it was <laughs> I, where... don't think, I, I don't think we publicly called it the week no 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 no. i said we what we <laughs> oh, called yes, it we, yeah, uh, okay. because because you had um i remember like on the same night you had amy sedaris over in Fonsworth in Bentley. A, yeah Fonsworth bentley on the same night and then we had Stuart woods that week and uh -huh. then you had it was like two or three it was like one yeah. every single night um and and uh Christopher Moore was one of yeah. them. Yeah, that's right. Um, the first time he was there, um, which was crazy because we had people, we had people from the state of Washington who came out 
for that. Yeah, one. no, there were people there. There were people at the bookstore, like right when we opened, who were like, "Yeah, we just don't have any place to go right now." Where we <laughs> <laughs> we just got here and we've been sleeping in our car. Can we like use your bathroom to brush our teeth, please? We'll buy books. I promise. And it's like if you uh... slept in your car in the parking lot, you don't have to buy a book, my dude. Like <laughs> you've are, you've already committed. <laughs> you've earned uh... this. Yeah, here's so. my keys. I live 10 minutes that way. Do you want to shower? Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no, that was that was good. That was good. Well, but um, what else? What else? Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, I mean, I like, I don't know. I feel like there's like an oral history here, but you to get like other perspectives and some of them might not be as kind but um like i i literally just texted lucy and asked if she had any questions and she said no <laughs> <laughs> i defer no thank you <laughs> i'm surprised i'm surprised it wasn't more emphatic than no <laughs> right um yeah but no, no I, I mean we i oh i was just i was just gonna say that um I mean, we did we did all the traditional things, and I know I referenced it earlier, the open mic thing, um, which I want to I want to mm -hmm. say no 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 I want to say that there was a very good thing that came out of the open mic thing, and that was um, you know Benji and Will doing yeah. their thing, and both of them getting up and doing their storytelling thing. It was Benji I think has that a was book now, right? Yeah, Benji has a book. It's uh, it's called Impacted, and uh, it's a fantastic book actually. Um, and he's working on a second one right now. I need to read but, that. Yeah, but um, I mean, you know, if I look at, you know, it, it, having him on the stage helped me reconnect with him because I hadn't seen him in a long time. And because uh, we had worked years before that together at Barnes Noble and um, he he stayed connected with me and then got involved with Broadleaf when I started Broadleaf. Um, he got on the board of directors for six years and being a part of Broadleaf helped him meet the publisher that got his book published. And so, I mean, it's really cool to see all this connective tissue of of things and so even though open mic turned into a train the train wreck we knew it would be yeah. <laughs> because it was open mic yeah. um you know it was it was actually another little good thing that that we did that actually benefited at least somebody um and, and we were entertained for a while and we got to get up and read the worst book ever the worst book ever written um i sometimes which... look that book up on amazon not mm -hmm. because i'm gonna buy it but yes. because i don't believe that it really happened <laughs> I, I still have, I it. have i'm not <laughs> i i have vowed i have vowed never to trash the writer in public yes. again um probably now because i have books on the shelf again yeah. and i don't want anybody to do the same to me but um I, yeah, it really was so bad and I do keep it around and it is like almost falling apart. I don't, it's in this room somewhere. It's almost falling apart and, and all the ink that has been written, you know, from various people putting their comments has kind of faded, but I, I intend on keeping that to the end of time and I'm either going to be buried with it or cremated with it, whichever one happens because <laughs> that seems fair because I need to give that book its due in eternity one way or another. <laughs> I yeah it's real which is what it's is real. wild to me is that that it was not a fever dream brought on by all of the stress that was in fact a real book no it is it is actually books well I say books like that but there's really nothing like it it is actually that book that um very specifically that book that makes the job of a self-published author so difficult 
because it's so horrible and in all aspects that it gives self-published books a bad name. And there's actually some good stuff that's self-published and indie published, but they're just, they, you know, it's, it's trash like that, that, um, that keeps people from being able to actually be taken seriously. So, but yeah, that was another open mic thing. That's okay. So there were two, two avenues I wanted to go and I'm just going to go with the open mic, which is I definitely remember like, it's basically like, it's almost biblical. If you build a stage, you're going to need a microphone. If you build, if you build a stage with a microphone, you're going to need to have an open mic night. Like that's how God narrated it when he built the Bible. Wait, did I say when he built the Bible? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. I, you yeah, also so said when you also said narrated. So I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, <laughs> as God narrated it, um, when you build a stage, you need a you get a microphone, and then when you get a microphone, you get an open mic night. And unfortunately, what happens after that is the most ungodly stuff that's ever ever occurred oh my god um, it's really it's really interesting that you went so heavy on the god theme there yeah, given the, the the very yeah. specific um god related thing that happened actually two god related things i i, I remember happened. the girl who sang the the weird god songs i remember yes. that i don't remember yes. the other thing the other thing was um the guy who told the really dirty poems um, and he was uh, actually a preacher at a sort of offshoot Christian church. Um, big burly dude that had a beard and everything, but I do, oh, it's very, geez. very so, so, strangely very tattooed. But he was and nothing about his look screamed preacher, but um, but he actually did, and and kind of like a very small offshoot Christian. I don't know what denomination it was, but um, yeah, his poems were absolute trashy filth some of i i feel like my therapist is going to need to send a bill somewhere because there's there's a little layer of dirt that's getting like no 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 i had buried yeah. this yeah no my brain is like this was down here for a reason buddy you sure you want to do this um yeah like it I mean, it, it was it was wonderful, but also at the same time, it like it literally it did, however, end up springboarding me into what I started doing up here, which was the just working on my novel nights where I was working with people who um, were trying to write books and wanted an excuse to just air out the pages that they had so far, mm -hmm. because I thought that that was all I basically kind of like had an experience like you did, where I thought the stuff that people like Will and Benji who were coming to open mic and basically saying like, this could be on a piece of paper, but I'm just gonna give it to you. And then in Benji's case, and I think in Will's case also, would take it back and like turn it into something written. But that mm -hmm. was always a fascinating experience to me, was like the way it's, because we, we, over the course of a couple of years, we kind of got to see these people, you know, week after week or month after month, come and workshop this stuff and hone it and refine it. And that's not really, you know, nobody really goes to an open mic night every week without something to say, but kind of by luck of the draw, because we had to be there, we mm -hmm. sort of got we sort of got that that vantage point for better in, you know, Benji and Will and some other people's case. And then for worse in some others. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I know that I, I, I don't envy anybody who has to actually operate an open mic and doesn't have the ability to say, mm, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. um, because those are those are very difficult. I mean, um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what form you're in. If you're giving people a microphone for five to 10 minutes and you have no you have not vetted any of it, you have no idea what's going to be said um, or who's going to get up and leave when it's said. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember, I remember very distinctly right now, at some point we, at some point we um, decided that we were going to hew very closely to a time limit. And I remember like pre, pre anxiety medication, Russ in 2008, crouching at the side of the stage like looking at the clock like looking in the audience you no know, realizing that like big jim buckwheat or whatever had gone that was he was hitting like 15 minutes and like well this is my job i have to get him off stage and just being like i can't talk to people uh, sir sir <laughs> excuse me your poem is raunchy <laughs> oh my god all right, so I have, I have, you'll know, you know this, but I want to tell the story anyway, um, because I try to distill my wordsmith memories down to just like a few stories, you know, that that I just des I, I desperately want to hold on to, and my favorite story by far is one I wasn't even present for. It was just the way you told it, <laughs> and it was when um, uh, a certain. Um, Daniel Handler was on oh. stage at um that I believe I believe Joe from George Center for the Book had gotten if I remember correctly yeah. and we were selling for it and he brought along with him Stephen Merritt who uh -huh. did all of the music which I still love uh, yeah. from the the series of unfortunate events audiobooks and um he had periods of time where he was actually signing mm -hmm. CDs um for kids because yeah. that's what was there and I remember you telling me the story about uh, the signing and this kid that came up and said to Stephen Merritt, did you eat a jelly donut? Because <laughs> he had powder across his nose. <laughs> that was so, that whole, I feel like that, that uh, the Stephen Merritt and Daniel Handler thing was really an opportunity where you and I kind of got to see how we would work together for the first time because i remember distinctly being like oh are they selling the gothic archie cds mm -hmm. and you in a very zachary Steele circa then sort of way said huh and i said the gothic archie cds <laughs> and you what in a very that? zachary Steele way again said huh and so i explained well i figured if i kept saying it you'll eventually get to the explanation <laughs> So I explained, you know, it's it's this band, but it's a guy from the magnetic fields. He's and to which I said magnetic fields, and you said, huh? huh? So I explained. But anyway, long story short, it turned out that not only was nobody selling the CDs, but they didn't even they they were like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So we we got CDs and we sold the CDs too, and it was another income stream and income equals good this is the one little math thing that i learned from from zachary <laughs> Steele here is income equals good so if you can sell sell stuff and make money it good it, so, it could money good yeah uh, 
Yeah. No, I, I actually, yeah, I guess that was, that was pre-wordsmiths. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I, I actually. That was the first Zach and Russ joint. Yeah, that was, that was before I poached you from that business. Yeah. Um, um, which is probably good because we go back to, you yeah. know, what would Russ have been if he hadn't yeah. gone to wordsmiths and had gone down I, with the sinking yellow ship? No, I have no idea. And I am, I'm overjoyed every day that that happened because that was such a crazy that literally was the start of me kind of being like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do it because I, I kind of think I know what I'm doing. And now 15 years later, I still only kind of think I know what I'm doing, but I'm a lot more confident. In, in no, you, but, but, but you kind of think you know what you're doing on a much higher level. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, I don't see him anymore, but there's, there's a, um, a, a, a man, you know, by the name of Brad, who always asked yeah. me, it does Russ eat meat and and you know I feel like that's the most important takeaway from this this question is does yes. Russ eat meat yes yes Russ had to start eating meat because Russ was not feeling good <laughs> so Russ started eating meat I will make sure I pass that the next time I see him I will make sure I yes, pass that you along you can assure and assure him that I do um I I do remember speaking of the sinking yellow ship the the time that because because of all things you and I were required to do business to business sales, which mm -hmm. was the biggest waste no, of resources yeah. ever. <laughs> but but we got sent we got sent to an Arby's once. Do you remember? And yes, I do. And that was that was when when you were forced being forced to order something from Arby's, but not eating meat. You wanted a turkey and Swiss without the turkey. And, well, and they had those. Mar it was it was the market fresh. It was a whole new fresh, fucking right. Arby's rollout. <laughs> That's right. But I just remember that that look on the employee's face like, uh, what? I've never. And then, and then, then they had to call their manager over and both of them had to tell you, you're going to have to pay for the whole sandwich. And we're like, yes, we know that. I've never in my life been so aggravatedly assaulted by a, by a like fast food restaurant. Like... In my life, in my life, I've never in my life had a fast food restaurant so mad at me as that Arby's. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. This is the company that now has the motto: "We have the meats." So obviously, yeah, you were in the they're... wrong place. You were in the wrong place, <laughs> sir. You, sir, do not belong here, and you will have to pay for this sandwich whether you get meat on it or not. Clearly, I was transgressing in some sort of like cosmic way that nobody had bothered to let me know of. That I just wanted the sandwich with the with the delicious clearly farm fresh lettuce and tomato <laughs> clearly just picked from the garden <laughs> clearly farm fresh from the arby's farm in a plastic bag somewhere like but yeah no uh... i think about that a lot because i've i to this day still have a little bit of um I still get a little anxious when I think about that because they were so upset at me. And I was like, you have, Sir, you I'm have, not... you have a little, a little PTSD from Arby's. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to make your job any harder, my dude. I just want, like, you can get, just go, eat the meat yourself. Give, give, give somebody else double meat. Like, I'm just asking. <laughs> Surely there's a homeless person around here. Right? Like, come on. <laughs> Donate it to your church. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, well, um, I can't go, I can't do this anymore now. Um, because we're, we're, we're at 45 minutes and, and that's as far as I'm allowed to go <laughs> in my, in my little brain. 
<laughs> no, I mean, look, I could do this for hours. We need, yeah. we, we probably need to do this for hours at some point, but, um, but I appreciate, you know, taking the time to, to come here and, and rehash some memories and talk a little bit about what you're up to. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. I, um, hopefully Vanessa and I will get down there soon. It's overdue. So, and I actually was talking to Elizabeth Elkins, uh, mm. from the swear, a couple of who who is now in a you notice really I didn't well say I didn't say huh <laughs> um for uh who is now in the somewhat well-received country band Granville Automatic but um they're living in mm -hmm. Nashville now but they're also splitting some time in Atlanta doing some recording and I was like I need to get back there so mm -hmm. Vanessa and I will come visit soon yeah well I mean um there might be people waiting for you to take you away for something you did wrong. I don't know what it is. But, <laughs> I'm, but, sure. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's been people waiting. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to do that. And, and you know, hopefully uh, I'm going to be able to get up to New York sometime soon, even if you aren't in the city anymore. I'm sure there's probably some way that I can leave the city and go upstate or something. I don't know. Super easy. Super, super. You super just drive. <laughs> well, and, well, no, it's Did very. You, is this is this like a reminder of how easy it is to get around when you're not relying no, on public a, transportation? No, no, it, no. It's me telling you that it's a really gorgeous train ride. Oh, okay, okay. All right, that that's good enough. I can do that. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, that's it. Um, thanks. Thank you. Thank, thanks. Um, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. So, I will talk to you again soon. I appreciate you being flexible with this, and thank you for having me i guess is what yeah. I, should, I guess is that what i'm supposed to say on this thank you for having me ah oh, russ no it's, it's awesome and and, and i really i really do mean that i mean that store would not have been what it was without you so thank you <clears throat> it wouldn't have failed without me it wouldn't have been what it was without you <laughs> all right man go make dinner okay. all right talk to you later bye bye